0: I think we should start off with a beginning again, and then okay. go into that. So what's?
1: I don't know how to organically do something like that.
0: No, me neither. So I'm just gonna organically do it now.
1: Okay, go.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think. think that worked. I gotta think. I gotta think. Uh, do you have a joke? Okay. No, oh, okay, that wait. was actually it. I'm really oh, smart. What Anyways. Is that? Hi, welcome to Stop, Talk, and Roll. I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Cameron.
0: And today we are talking about gateway games that you never expected. So we're going to be talking about um, what makes a gateway game, what are the kind of, I guess, categories it needs to fall into, uh, things that it needs to accomplish for it to um, be successful and work as a gateway game. And secondly, we're going to list off a few of the games that we think maybe fall in to the gateway game category mm-hmm. yeah i'm really excited about this one um me too wow i just said um. For um those of you who listened to last week which i think was like six or seven people um, yay <laughs> hey that's Let's better go, than boys. i thought we were gonna get i thought we were gonna get zero so um the
1: numbers are rolling in
0: there were, i see what you did there that was smart
1: wait what
0: Oh, you said rolling in.
1: Oh, cause stop, <laughs> stop talking to roll. Okay. No, okay. I'm too too smart for my own good, man.
0: That's okay. I forgive you. Thank you. Yes. So what were we talking about again?
1: How we you say um and I say like.
0: I, we, I didn't say that. But yes, oh. you do say like a lot as well. Yeah. So oh, a fun little mini game that we're going to be doing is every time I say um, Or Cameron says, like, you're going to hear a ding.
1: Really? You're going to go through all of this and ding each time?
0: Unfortunately, I have committed to
1: that. Okay. Well, I guess we got to really try. (laughs) Let's not get a lot of dings. I was going to make Zach have, like, a ton of work.
0: Um, Yes. There's one. (laughs) Ding. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to... Yeah, so I'll go. Well, I'll start off with the beginning thing that I think, beginning category that I think makes a gateway game. And the first thing I think it needs to be is simple. Agreed. That's pretty um, easy. <laughs> obviously, right? Kemet is never going to be a gateway game. Um, I love that game. You love that game more than Inish, and you're wrong about it, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> I'll come around. oh my friend, eventually. you will
0: come around. Um you're actually coming up this weekend. I know. And we will be playing Inish. Oh yes.
1: Let's play Inish.
0: And not Kemet. Um because I mean, you need to learn to like okay. Inish better. <laughs> you will learn. <laughs> yes. So anyways, simple. Um I find when games are a little too uh, maybe have a bit more mechanical prowess to them. Well that's a big word. Um there you go. Wow, I've said a lot of ums don't and worry about it thank you you make me feel better <laughs> I have a lot of prowess to them people tend to um grasp it more yeah and the faster they can learn the game the faster they can start enjoying the game
1: that's so true
0: and the faster they enjoy the game the faster they can like the game right exactly so that's my first thing that i think is really important is simple i don't know you sound like you agree with that
1: Uh, yeah i sound like it no i (laughs) definitely agree with that it just i I get uh, in order to get people to enjoy games unless they come from like an rpg or like a warhammer 40k background or something like that which is it's becoming more common for sure right lots of those Mm -hmm. types of people are getting into Mm -hmm. board games too you got to start with something that is not going to scare them away. You bring out Twilight Imperium 4th edition and you're going to scare them away. That box can literally kill you. So, I mean, Probably. Like, they're going to be scared of it. <laughs> yes. You don't want to do that. Now, unless now certain people, especially yes. if you're good friends with them, I'm yes. sure you could work that into a first game. Yes. But if they're not really into that kind of stuff, don't force it on them.
0: Yes. Uh, I had a friend who his favorite game was Risk. And he would stand by it. And I kept saying, you got to play Kemet. If you like risk so much, you got to mm-hmm. play Kemet. And he kept turning me down, but like softly, like he would say, yeah, we definitely have to do that. And then he'd push it <laughs> off for like ever. And eventually yeah. we got to playing it. And I remember, so that, that semester I failed school. We played it two to three times a night for a whole oh, no. semester and, <laughs> um, Him, me, and we had one other friend who liked to stay up late. So it was us three. And the first night I taught him that game, he went into his room. He looked up all the power tiles and he spent the whole night. He barely got any sleep, like two hours of sleep, I think. He spent that whole night planning how he's going to beat me next time. It's hilarious. He lost, but he tried. (laughs) And that's the important thing. But most people would not be into that kind of thing. So the second. That's true and this is another big one the second thing i have here is it's got to play in an hour or less
1: it, oh yeah it has to be
0: not long if it is a long game i personally like that but unfortunately people start to lose interest especially yeah. if their turns take a long time which leads into my third point which we will get in a minute but
1: okay i i so far i agree with everything
0: <laughs> you're going to agree with everything um <laughs> Wait, we're the same person <laughs> <laughs> I would say from the same womb But that would be weird That would be weird um, That would be
1: wrong too That just yes. wouldn't be correct <laughs> that's,
0: that's, Yes, politically And physically And emotionally just, Yeah, everything It's not correct And spiritually and
1: <laughs> Exactly
0: Arbitrarily, <laughs> arbitrarily. <laughs> I Just wanted to use a big word
1: uh, You just keep on rolling now that, I did that. I did that one on purpose, on per, on purpose. By the way.
0: Yes, we all know that. Uh, trying too hard now. Anyways, yeah. So, so yeah, hour or less. It keeps people engaged. Hopefully, um, it's easier to keep people engaged in a short time. I find once it starts going over the hour mark, an hour and a half mark, people just lose interest. They're like, I'm done. I want something else now. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they've already, unless they go in knowing and are prepared for it and want to do it. Otherwise, they're just not gonna wanna do it, you know?
1: And and the nice thing about shorter games as well um, is that you're able to, after you're finished playing it, the person, if they enjoyed the game, they'd be like, hey, let's try that again. This time I actually know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. throughout the entire game. Mm -hmm. And and if they ask for that, then you know that it's like, well, you're becoming a board gamer and it's too late for you now. (laughs) (laughs) We've sucked you in. Yeah, exactly. So when that happens, you know, but that's the gateway feel, you know. The gateway mm-hmm. kind of mm, you mm-hmm. like,
0: you want to try games? Oh, the first one's free, <laughs> yes. So, I have my next point, number three, which is very similar to the second one. Um, it keeps players involved, mm-hmm. so short turns or something that Catan does, you can trade with people on your turn, so people are still talking to each other. Um, things like that, right? Um, you want your players to actively participate in the game. You don't want to sit there and wait 25 minutes before you do anything. Uh, That deters people from the game, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not really doing, I'm not playing. So they get on their phones and they do something while they wait for their Mm -hmm. turn, but then they're not paying attention to the game. They may miss something um, and they just don't get connected to it as well as they would if they were paying attention the whole time. So
1: Yeah. yeah, downtime between turns is what I take away from that, the biggest the biggest issue when it mm-hmm. comes to trying to get someone interested in, in board gaming, because if you're playing, if you come from video games, which I mean 99% of people do nowadays,
0: mm-hmm. you're
1: always engaged no matter what, like there's always something going on. Mm-hmm. And board games, it's tough because you have to let other people go <laughs> in real time, mm-hmm. right? so yep. So games that allow you to do something on other people's turn, make it just so much better. Like you said, Catan, you can trade with other people on your turn. Uh, yep. A good example that I really like that I really wanna see in more games. Um, so Dead of Winter, I'm, this is not, I'm saying a good gateway game, okay? <laughs> but I like the idea um, when it's not your turn and the person to your left is going, you draw a crossroads card, which is like a little story card. And if the little thing at the top happens on their turn, you say stop and then you read like a little story and then you have to make choices. I would love to see that in more games. Like that's mm-hmm. such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. And that keeps the other players involved because they're like, oh, is this going to happen? And if it does, then I get to read this cool story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yes. yeah, downtime between
0: turns is, is really important. You want it to be as minimal as possible. Yes. So Scythe, which doesn't have a lot of downtime between turns, is a perfect gateway game and everyone should play it. <laughs>
1: Sarcasm
0: alert. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, leading into my next point, uh, connectability and easy appeal. Um, What I mean by that is I think all games that are going to be gateway games should be easily understandable in what you're doing. Um, Dominion, I mean, the theme's not great, but you understand, ah, yes, I am a monarch and I'm buying things so I can get more property. You get it. understand it, right? um in Catan. Ah, I'm a new settler and these people are settling too. I want to be the best settler. Yeah. Um could think of others, but that that basically gives you Those the idea right examples, there, right? Yeah. Those are good examples. Um yeah, and something that they can connect with really easily as well. So like you can connect with um there's a game king of tokyo i personally am not a fan of that game so i changed the rules completely <laughs> i'm sorry um i know um but it's like in the game <laughs> the theme will connect with a lot of people people like being monsters and smashing right? stuff they'll be like that's cool and it's like yahtzee but better so yeah People will really enjoy that theme and they'll connect to it better than they would um, in I am a person and I play down these animals and they do something, which I'm thinking of Blue yeah. Kingdom, which nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> it's,
1: I mean, that's probably true. I've never heard of that game.
0: Five point something on um, Oh no,
1: that's not good. But yeah. I, I, I totally like agree. Game, but Oh, with, you like Brutal Kingdom? Well, I mean, you own it. Not so. a lot,
0: but I do enjoy it.
1: Okay. But I know. totally agree with the whole theme thing. I think theme is, in my opinion, theme can be the number one factor in determining if someone's going to like the game. Mm. Like, for example, I'm not going to pull out a few acres of snow with someone who is not interested in that period of history mm-hmm. because they are going to be bored. Yes. they are not interested in the seven years war like if they are then then maybe but i mean it's just not that interesting of a theme to that wide am- amount mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. but like stuff like dominion which barely has a theme but it, it's, it's it's on there a little bit where you're like medieval-ish times and you're like building yeah. a deck you've got festivals you got militia like all that kind of stuff that's that's, that's fun king of tokyo You got monsters like that appears to a much wider amount of people and i think the wider like sort of net you can cast the more chance or the better chance you have of that person enjoying the theme um Correct. especially especially when they actually come out and tell you what type of stuff they like then you can mm-hmm. probably find a game for them right i wish people would do that more often i, I agree <laughs> I, I love it when people are like i love space and like sci-fi then i'm like oh okay i got games for you then like i can go i like, can look through my mm-hmm.
0: collection and be like hmm, what would you like mm-hmm One of the worst things someone knew. Want to play a board game? Sure. Okay, what kind of games do you like? You pick. Yeah. Well, how do I know you're going to like it then, right? Yeah. And they just have, and you're like, oh,
1: what kind of like, oh, I just said like twice in a row. (laughs) What kind of themes or uh, like what sort of stuff interests you? And they're like, I don't know, just pick one. And then it relies on you to pick the right game, which is sometimes (laughs) hard
0: to tell with certain people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my last thing that I've put here is addictive quality. A lot of oh, a gateway lot of going gateway gateway crazy on the gateway <laughs> are like, oh, we need to play that again. Mm-hmm. Right? If you lose, you're like, we need to play that again. I need to win. They have that feel to them. Uh, when you play, that was almost an um, but I'm not going to ding mm. it. <laughs> Getting better. I will ding that one. (sighs) Okay, so just to let everyone know, I'm editing this podcast. There's been so many dings, and I am giving up. Back to the podcast. Like Catan. I find it's addictive because you're rolling the dice. Yeah. Right? It's really a gambling game. You start the game off. You choose what numbers you want the dice to land on. It gives you the odds. And then the dice go around. You roll. And hopefully they land on yours. And if they do, you're better off than the people it didn't land on. And if it lands on yours more often, you're more likely to win. You have the trade resources you can trade. Mm -hmm. So it's addictive because it's instant reward as well. Because that dice, the moment it lands on yours, you're like, yes. And it feels good to collect that that's those true. goods, right? So, and you'll find in a lot of gateway games, there's just enough randomosity to keep you hooked into the
1: randomosity.
0: game. Randomosity? <laughs> I think word. that's a word. <laughs> I'm going to check it, look it up right now.
1: I can almost guarantee randomosity is not a word.
0: Randomos- <laughs> randomosity. Well, let's see definitions oh no urban, urban dictionary, dictionary. <laughs> yeah here we go <laughs> a state of being or being part of random occurrences and re- activities also known as being in a state of complete randomness
1: okay so if you had to only look it up on urban dictionary i'm gonna go with that it's not a real word
0: it's also on wiktionary
1: i don't trust that it's either. it's a noun
0: <laughs> and the etymology is random plus osity. <laughs> oh, oh, Wow! So it is the state of being random. Maybe it is a real word. I don't know. There was no definition. Def- I,
1: I, I'm still gonna go with no. If that's okay. Definition with
0: you. of ran. No, we gotta fix this.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound so defeated. So sorry. Uh, while you're looking that up, I was just gonna add that I think. Games that are really good in gateway situations are ones that almost anyone can win. I think it's important, uh, not even to the extent that anyone can win, that's always good because if you win your first game, that's always a really good feeling because if you get completely crushed by someone else who's like, hey, you wanna play a game Mm -hmm. and they destroy you, that's not gonna be fun. So if you can actually pull to win on your first game, that's what gets a lot of people to stick around as well. But also um, just to, like, when you're playing a game, like good gateway games, they have a situation that comes up often enough where the player gets satisfied by doing something, where they feel like they accomplished mm-hmm. something. Like you said in Catan, you roll and you get, like, a ton of resources on your turn. That's great. You feel really good about that because you feel like you the hard work you're put in by settling in the right place is really paid off.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: gambling on, like, the really low numbers and you're like, okay, come on, I need a two. And then you roll a two. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I think I think gateway games are uh, that do that work a lot better um, and give players that sort of satisfaction that keeps them coming back to the table.
0: I agree. Thank you. Cameron McKay, everybody. His uh, address at is at your service.
1: Oh well, wait, <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't even realize you said that until like <laughs> I it know, just registered and I was like Wait, hold on a minute. don't be doxing me now. All right well, do we want to talk about our, uh, our games that we now. wanted? yeah yes, you can start us off, sir. okay, well, let me tell you one of the games I think uh that works really well and you're gonna be a little bit thrown off by this, I think am I but uh, here's the thing about it so i'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now Mansions of Madness second edition. Okay, I know you just okay. left. But just listen. The game itself is extremely, extremely simple because the app handles everything.
0: Uh-huh. Whenever
1: I start a new game of this with anyone who, first of all, hasn't played a game before or hasn't played the game before, it's so easy. All I say is that you can do these three main actions. You can move, you can search, or you can explore. That's essentially all you need to know. If some other stuff comes up, I'll let you know. Like right. combat, when that comes up, I'll explain it. And it's very simple. Right. And and you're just kind of getting immersed in the story and you're moving and exploring. And people, I, I find people enjoy that. And that's interesting. And you don't really have, there's not, a, there's barely any overhead to the game because again, the app does everything essentially. All you have to do is just touch stuff on the app. And people who also are like, are, like they, they enjoy tactile things and- Doing stuff with electronics. If they're the type of person on the phone the whole time, they would love being to control that, like being able to control the app. They would enjoy that. So I think that also helps as well. Um, the only problem with that game is that if it, it's really scenario dependent, you want to choose the correct scenario for the first one. So I would recommend the easiest one that only takes maximum of an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usually it takes a little bit less. Usually it takes around an hour, but it can go to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend only with that scenario if you're playing with new people. But I right. think that's a game that don't people don't really talk about as a gateway game, which I can understand why people wouldn't. But at the same time, it's so simple because the app does everything. So yeah, that's my one of my picks there.
0: What do you think? <laughs> I know you laughed at first. I think it's an interesting pick. Honestly, once you explained it, it makes sense. I just think having somebody actually want to play that game at first is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a big box. You open it up, and there's all these miniatures coming and out, the theme, and yeah, 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 everything. And they're that. like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What did I just get myself into?" Yeah. Once they start fair. playing it, I, I agree with you. But it's getting them to that point, right? Um, yeah. Okay,
1: that's fair. I can. Understand. That's my
0: only. That's my only knock on it, but I do really it's good okay thank you it was a good I'll, pick. I'll be sure to return the favor on one of your picks that i don't uh, fully you're gonna agree say with. they're good to all of them okay so, <laughs> there's only one that you might go eh, maybe but you'll agree with it so okay we'll see so my first one is splendor oh
1: that's yeah that's a good one
0: um now i know we said gateway games you never expected um you probably do expect this one to <laughs> yes <be honest. laughs> you probably do <laughs> Uh, but I looked at the top 10 games um, or top 10. I looked up top 10 gateway games and it was not on it. So I just counted it as I could put it on the list. I don't even know Fair what enough. website I was on. <laughs> you people.
1: were on some really random website and they're like, was... top 10 gateway games. Twilight Imperium. <laughs> and you're That's like, not oh, on the this list. Is... Okay, well, valid then. <laughs> but
0: Takenoka was.
1: Oh, um, so you can't oh, talk about Takinaku again, but you somehow managed to talk about it, even though you weren't supposed to. Correct. Good job,
0: thank you. <laughs> well I'm done, proud of myself. So, uh, so splendor, yeah, yeah, splendor. Really simple game, right? People will get it immediately. Uh, there's the risk factor of setting out your tokens and trying to get them back at a per right time. Every time you're and you're buying these other rubies, so that you can get more rubies and you're trying to make this well-oiled machine as you place these things out. It's really fun. It's really simple. People will get it immediately and there's lots of reward for what you're doing. Even if you lose, you still feel like, yes, I've got these rubies and I've collected these things.
1: So it's very good. Yeah. I've played this game. Um, I think only once. And it was at, I was at a game cafe with my mm. family. Yeah. Um, actually you might've been there. I was. Yeah, we and we played Splendor, and nice. we pulled it out. I didn't know how to play the game. You didn't know how to play the game, but we just opened the box and managed to learn really easily, and yeah, it just cool. went really smoothly. And the like the gems are like these little poker chips. They're really nice. Like they're like they're really good quality. So yeah, that's that's a good gateway game. Except, you know, maybe it is a little expected, but
0: <laughs> it's, a, oh, it's oh, a little honestly expected.
1: <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's it's kind of. Gone under the radar, honestly. I, I've heard that before. Like, like I don't know.
0: It was very popular. Yeah, like a um, while ago. Like sold out, like ago. everywhere. But but now that as yeah, of recently I don't the hear hype's down, down, right? Yeah, hype's not up there anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of games that aren't talked about, um, my one of mine that I picked for a game that's like that's not very well known as a gateway game would be, um. I'm forgetting the name of it. Now. Oh, Royals. Um, have hmm. you played Royals? Uh, I, no, I've
0: I haven't brought played it. it. But I don't. We've think, never don't played, think played it. it. We've okay. never played it.
1: It's pretty simple. I mean, it's almost like it's almost too simple to play with you guys. <laughs> um, but basically, how the game works is it kind of reminds me of Ticket to Ride because what you're trying to do yeah. is you're trying to influence nobles all across Europe. Now the the theme isn't that interesting. That's the one thing that doesn't really work well for the game is because on the front of the box, it's just like a bunch of nobles standing next to a table. Yeah,
0: I've And like a box. king
1: and a queen. And it's like, oh, that doesn't look very interesting. But once you open the box, the art is really pretty. The tokens are really well done. The cards are really pretty as well. And yeah. essentially what you're trying to do is collect, um, you're trying to collect sets of cards. So like French, English, Germany and Spanish cards, and okay. you're trying to get more of them, kind of like a ticket to ride, and then you lay them all down at the same time and you like put your cube on a noble of that number, and you try and do area control around the board and get points that way. Very it's pretty simple. You're just you know drawing cards in your turn and playing cards. That's all you're right. doing. And it just it just works really well. It's very simple. It takes about an hour to play, really simple to teach. The art is really well done, in my opinion. Uh, except for the box, it, it doesn't really look that intriguing to play. Like right. I said before, um, so so far, both of my games aren't really like games. You're like, oh, look at this! This is gonna be so much fun. It's simple, and it's got it's like, no, it's you gotta you gotta open the box for them to actually try it. Yeah, get I understand. I'm a it. failure. What do you mean you're a failure? <laughs> games we don't expect.
0: Number one on your expected
1: list. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> but yeah so that's that's royals it's uh again similar to like collecting sets kind of like ticket to ride
0: yeah speaking of that i got another game kind of like ticket to ride Ooh. uh thern and taxis i don't know if you've ever played that I or not, you know you about it? that game i do not own it oh i would have loved um, to play it. i'm pretty sure it's out of print and i've wanted to get it i played it two or three times at a friend's house and i loved it thought it was a mm. great game uh, I f- I forget a lot of it, but it was really good. Uh, you're That's trying another to... one where the
1: theme is uh, <laughs> It's not really there. Like, well, you're a postal service.
0: You're a postal service. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you're trying to... German postal service. Yes. And you're trying to make the best route. If you make postal offices in a certain amount of spots, you win that territory over. And you're trying to win over certain territories based on cards you have. And everybody has different actions that they can take. It's You you choose, oh, I'm going to do this this turn. And, oh, I'm going to do this this turn. And each thing does a different thing. So you're kind of learning to place guys out on the field. Uh, but even though there's different options for you to take, all the options are super simple. You understand them all. Uh, the board is very pretty. You um, are involved the whole time. Turns don't take very long. Unless you're playing with my Uncle Rod, who takes forever. But in every other case, <laughs> Uncle Rod, don't take that long.
1: The bane yeah. of Zaxxon's existence. <laughs>
0: not the bane, but let's just say Scythe took a while. Oh, yeah. That would be not Scythe, good. Chemit, Kemet, all those games, takes a while with him. It's okay. He's just I trying mean, to think of the best possible that. solution, right? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, easy appeal, even though there's no appeal at all. And... <laughs> It's very uh it can be cutthroat. There's a lot of you were going for this territory, but I just built my last post office here. You can't have it anymore. Uh so that wasn't even on my list, but you made me think of it. And oh yeah. It is a very solid With the ticket to ride thing. Yeah. It's very solid game. Only problem is I know last time I went and I tried to buy it, it was out of print. This was a couple of years ago. I don't know if it's still out of print or not. I would assume it is, uh, but I've, I would assume it is. It was. It didn't get to a lot of talk. It wasn't super popular, but I really enjoyed it. I, I can't imagine why. No idea
1: why that it would be actually very a really good game. I know, but German postal service theme. It's probably holding <laughs> it back.
0: You know what? You are exactly right.
1: I uh, I never played this game, so I can't really comment. But I've heard about it. Sounds <laughs> interesting. I like if comment. it was on the table, I would play it. it looks really good it does look good i will um
0: i will agree with that it does look good
1: but then again i'm almost down to play pretty much any game except for pirates cove that game is awful i will never play that game again why it's it's horrible tell me about it oh we'll get into that another time not now i'll keep the audience waiting in suspense it's just a never play pirates cove it's terrible Okay. moving on so one of the next games um pirates that Cope. i was yeah i talked about pirates cove right that'd be, that'd be that'd be really funny just to bait <laughs> you into thinking i hate the game no that game is actually awful please please don't ever joke about that zach okay. <laughs> so uh the, the one of the games i was thinking about as well was uh, and actually today i played um with uh some new people I went out and played some games uh, because I planned it like a a little bit ago. Anyway, I pulled out Puerto Rico to play because I just bought it recently. Like I bought it about two weeks ago or a week ago. Um, And I played it two player and it was fun. And then I wanted to try it with more. So I played it with five player today and I played with a new person and it went just, it just went very, it's super well because I think the, the best reason why, and so far all the games I've brought up do not have appealing themes. Like <laughs> Puerto Rico is just about building like a plantation uh, during like 16th century in, in Port, on Puerto Rico, the island. So it doesn't sound that interesting, but the game is so smooth just in the how it works, basically picking roles and uh, you're, so you're picking roles and then you're doing the action on that and then everyone else at the table gets to do that action. Mm-hmm. And again, that works so well because everyone is always doing something. If it's not mm-hmm. your turn, someone picks something, you still get to do something every single time, no matter what, unless someone picks the prospector, but that's pretty rare. So it just it just was so, it's so clean. And the there was a person there who had never really played many games before. Um, and she really enjoyed it when she was playing. She was like, as she was playing, she's like, Oh, well, I get to build my farm and get my buildings out and get my colonists to go on here. And it just makes sense. So yeah, Puerto Rico I think works really well and is not really recognized as a gateway game. And I think I wouldn't most,
0: say that people think of it as that either.
1: Yeah. And I think most where that mostly where that comes from is that once you get to the point in that game where you've played it a lot, you know what you need to do, and the strategies become very apparent. Yeah. But at the beginning of the game you're just like, oh, I guess I'll do this and everyone's like, what? why are you doing that? right Yeah but it just it just still works well no matter what in my opinion even with new people. Yeah.
0: So I've got another one doesn't look super appealing on the on the table. Uh, Princes of flor or Prince of Florence. No, it's Princes oh, of Florence. the Princes of Florence. Of yes. great game. Just I'm played interested. it for the first time last week and let me tell you it is a lovely, lovely game well made did you buy uh, it a new no game. this was at my cousin's house okay uh great game so basically you are a very famous person in florence and it's a city building game and so there's kind of like two phases there's the action phase which is the second phase and you have the first phase which is the bidding phase this is where it gets really tough this game plays best with five players Hmm. Uh for and there's not enough five player games out there, let me be honest. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> this one plays really well with five players. So basically, you're trying to build this map on your board, and it's going to give you a certain amount of points. So you're trying to make the most prestigious uh little you got this board and it's got the spaces on it, and it's your property, and you're trying to make the most prestigious property of them all. So at the beginning of the game, you get dealt these cards, and maybe if they're different people in the town, like the bellmaker, or you've got different scholars. So maybe you have um, like philosopher. There's a few. There's a bunch of other ones, right? Mm-hmm. And your job is to get the most victory points. So they all need a certain amount of things accomplished, and when you accomplish those things, you place them down. As an action, it costs an action to place them down. You play them down, and then you score points. Two things I love about this game. First part is the bidding system and how it works. It is nasty and cutthroat and evil. And second of all, the way points work. So on turn one, if you want to play down um, somebody to give you points, it has to be worth at least seven points. Or I don't know the actual number. I'm just giving off a random number. I think it's actually like... uh, Yeah, I can't remember. We'll go with seven. We'll go (laughs) with seven. And if you play a guy down that's not worth seven points, you get zero. You can't. You just can't place them down. So you're trying each time, each round, that goes up. And I think on the last turn, you have to get at least 17 points to make points. But you don't just get points. So if your guys were 17, you get 1,700 coins, okay? Oh, that's a lot. So that's going to be your money to spend. And every 100 coins you give, actually, every 200 coins you give back to the bank, you score one victory point. So there's this balance of do I take more money so I can do more things next turn or do I score points. give the bank – more money and I score points, but then I have less money to work with next turn.
1: Hmm. so amazing,
0: super simple. And I think the people are just going to love building their boards and the bidding phase allows people to stay interested at all times. Uh, there's only seven things that you can bid on when one person bids, everyone's like, Oh, I want that. And you can get this. Like, I know he actually doesn't want that, but he bid on it so that other people would bid on it because He wants to go last because whoever bids, once you've bid on something and successfully got it, you cannot bid on anything else that turn, which means whoever is last without owning anything from the bidding gets something for $200, the minimum bid, whereas everyone else had to pay more for it. So you want to be the last person to bid. Hmm. So even if you're first in turn, you could still be the last person if you don't successfully buy anything through the whole round so you're trying not to buy everything until the last but at the same time once something is bought up it cannot be purchased again this round so maybe you do want to go first because that will mm. get you the thing you need to impress this ma- master patron who's going to give you money so that you can trade it in for points wonderful game i love it
1: is does the game look good
0: Oh. oh, oh no.
1: <laughs> Cuz I haven't game played this game It so Looks like
0: know. it was made in 2005.
1: Oh, oh that's bad. The t- 05s were the horrible years. We don't talk about them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't talk about the 05s. So, it's not the greatest looking game, but and I think where people fall off um, is it's a bit longer of a game. And I think that's why people okay. don't instantly go, "Oh, perfect gateway game." But even though it's a bit longer, The bidding phase makes up for that, in my opinion. Because everybody's doing things during that. And there's only two actions you can do on your turn. So maybe you pay money, you place a building onto the field, and then you place a guy down, you collect your money, score points, and it's the next person's turn already. Doesn't take very long. So
1: Sounds good. Sounds like a game game. I want to play.
0: We can do that. I will uh, see if I can borrow that game.
1: Sweet.
0: So, yeah. That will be my number 10.
1: So the last game that I'll bring up, and no pressure on you, you can keep talking about games, I'll chime in on them, uh, is uh, Space Base. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, that's the thing. Space Base, it might be known to some people, like some people might think of it as a gateway game, but Mm -hmm. I think overall it's Mm -hmm. really not. But what I really like about Space Base is I think it appeals to people who like Catan. Because in Space Base, when you roll on your turn, not mm-hmm. only are you getting stuff, but everyone else on mm-hmm. their turn, if it's not their turn, if they get the right number that they need, they also get right. stuff. So again, it's the whole, it's not my turn, but I'm still doing stuff. So that's always fun. And the turns are super quick as well. So you're just always going around the table. Everyone's always involved. They're looking at the roll, being like, come on, roll an eight, you know, even if it's not their, if it's not their turn. Uh, Mm. the only issue is that I'll have to explain some of the cards because essentially you're building an engine and some of the cards are a little wonky when it comes to the special power that they have. But overall they're quite simple. Most of the cards, there are some that I'll have to explain, but uh, the game works really well. It's 45 minutes building an engine, trying to get points. Mm -hmm. It just works really well. And people, and the theme is, it's all right. I mean, it's, space but it's not really space at the same time you're just yep. building your engine in front of you so and the game looks pretty good it's got good, good components as well so i think it works really well
0: yeah so last one i'll talk about and then we'll get out of everybody's hair is cult express man you're bringing uh, up all these games i haven't played zach you haven't played cult express i haven't okay well You know what it's about, though, right? I know what the game is, yeah. Yeah, so I think it appeals to a mass audience. I think so. Uh, The game is really simple, uh, but the board is awesome, right? You've got this train, and you can be on the Mm -hmm. top or the bottom. It gets difficult when you're playing with a lot of people because the train is not that big. And (laughs) so, you know, you got to get your hands in there and you knock things off or things like that. But for the most part, uh, it functions perfectly fine. It's a 3D train. like it's, almost yeah, like it's a 3D, 3D train. train, right? Yeah. You set that on the table, everyone's going to want to know what you're playing. That's very true. Right? They're going to be like, what is that? That looks cool. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's a train. It's a Western theme. You and up to five other people are trying to rob this train and get off with the most money. So there's different jewelries and luggage and stuff that you can take. Uh, There's a sheriff on the train, and if you get caught by him, he's going to bump you back on the train, and you're going to take some damage. Uh, The only problem with this game is everybody's turn is done simultaneously, kind of. So everybody chooses what they want to do in secret in a certain turn order, and then it's flipped over one by one. Okay, this person does this, this person does this, this person does this. So nobody knows what other people are going to do which is great and awesome, but it also means you need to explain the full game and they have to understand it before the game starts. Games where you can be like, explain most of it and all the nitty gritty stuff can yeah, come later, that's, that's great. That but in this good. game, you can't do that. The game runs at a perfect time limit of 30 to 40 minutes. So you sometimes, people, I, I have people all the time, I want to play that again, right? Because it's yeah. so cool. It's fun. Every. Character has a different power, so people are like, oh, I really like this person, or no, I'm always this person. Yeah. Great solid game. Uh appeals to a wide audience, makes people want to play it just by the look and the theme. Good game.
1: Good game. Yeah, I agree. That just just the look of the game, the, the 3D train, and you got your guys in there and you're moving them around. Yeah. That automatically makes people want to play that game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that's a really good choice.
0: So yeah but I don't know why, but I've never never seen someone teach it to a first-time player. It's probably yeah. happened. I don't I've think of it, it, it. As,
1: a, uh, as a gateway game really either, So, but that's the point of the list, right?
0: Exactly, <laughs> except for Splendor.
1: Yeah, except for, except for Splendor. Kind of a cop in there, but <laughs> whatever. It's my bad. It works.
0: <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, um, that's it for this week. Next week, we have Strange Strategies in Your Favorite Board Games. Uh, in my favorite board games? Well, in the both name of the title is Strange Strategies in Your Favorite Board Games.
1: Or, or is it the audience's favorite board games?
0: Audiences.
1: What if I like a game and they don't like a game?
0: Then you have totally ruined the whole point of that episode.
1: Oh, and my goodness. I will do
0: the week after that by myself.
1: (laughs) I'm kicked off. I'm sorry, guys. This is my last episode. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm out of here.
0: You're just being difficult, so nobody likes you. (laughs) So mean to me. Look what I have to deal with, everybody. Anyways, thanks for uh, listening, all seven of you. Hopefully there's actually more this time. (laughs) And uh, let us know what the tally is for likes and ums.
1: Mm, Thank you very much, everyone.
0: All right. Have a good one.